and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And I'm Mark. Uh, and today we are talking about the Minotaur, Alistar. <laughs> <laughs> what a great subtitle. Right? He's like one of the only people that doesn't get like an actual title about his like rank or accomplishments or occupation. It's just like, yeah, I'm a minotaur. Very literally. <laughs> it's, what he is. it's just what I am. <laughs> I really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it really just... it highlights how meaningless they kind of are in the in the long run. Like no one remembers most of these, I would say. I guess. And also like minotaurs are like already a fantasy kind of I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I th- agree. I think it was very. Uh, it was a very good parallel to the effort and quality that we're about to see in his lore. Yes, he's also a very old champion. Um, Alistar was released February twenty first, two thousand and nine. Man, yeah, that was probably one of the launches then. Huh? Yeah, he's one of the original seventeen. What? Yes. Really? I yeah. never knew that. Oh my god! Of the original, I know like Annie. Garen? No. Right? No. Garen, no. Shit. Fuck. I mean, this is like, when I say original 17, that's like, I think initial, like, alpha, beta stuff. I don't know if yeah. they had a couple more that got released when it officially released. I mean, Garen's pretty damn old. You played it then, right? Did you play it when it was in beta? I did not, unfortunately. I just missed out on it by like three or four months or something like that. <sighs> not that I cared. I mean, I certainly didn't care then. I care now because I don't get that cool summoner icon. But uh, that's fine. I don't know if I've seen it, but I end it. That's pretty cool. Uh, So on the League Universe page, Alistar has a bio. And that's That's it. That's it. Um, So if you want to get caught up on someone's lore, he's a good one to pick because you'll be caught up real quick. Yeah. I, yeah, this is probably going to be a short episode, or we'll find a tangent and talk about, like, Tupperware or something. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, but, Mark, do you want to give us a nice summary of that really long, intricate bio? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love to tell you about Alistar. So, Alistar <laughs> was a renowned warrior amongst a group of Minotaur clans in the Great Barrier Mountains. Uh, the Minotaurs really rarely involved themselves with outside conflicts, but this changed when the matriarch of the Noxian house of Tawain came offering an alliance with Noxus. Now, Alistar knew that Noxians were duplicitous in scheming, and he attended the parley with Lady Tawain along with 50 of his clan members to refuse the allegiance on his clan's behalf. Uh, Alistar and his cohort were betrayed, as most of the large Minotaur clans had allied with Noxus, uh, and though he fought valiantly, even crushing Lady Tawain's head with his bare hands... I did think that was badass, by the way. That pretty was pretty neat, badass. neat detail. Uh, he and his group were defeated, sent back to Noxus in chains, and they were forced to engage in the Fleshing, which is a 21-day martial festival that the Noxians engage in in their reckoning arenas, which are like gladiatory pits, essentially. And after the three weeks, Alistair was the only survivor, and he had gone essentially mad with rage. Uh, only after meeting a Noxian servant girl named Ayelia, does that sound right, based on the spelling to y'all? Yeah, now I'd have to, like, look at it again. <laughs> Let me well, see we'll, it. We'll say Ayelia for yeah. now. Yeah, that sounds right. Ailia? Uh, Ailia? Ailia is probably better. I, You're probably on, right. Ailia. Ailia, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, uh, spent time talking with Alistair and kind of brought him back to a lucid state away from his blood rage. Uh, arranged an escape for them and was successful, but upon reaching the boat that was to be their escape... Uh, they were caught by some Noxians. Alistair 
got too involved with the fight and afterwards could not find a hint of the girl or the ship. Uh, so now he travels southern Valoran, uh, helping the downtrodden and those oppressed by Noxus and also looking for Aelia, whatever we're calling her. <laughs> and that's that's Alistar. That's it. That's all we know about him. That's really all we know. Um, so I will say right now, because I get the sense that maybe y'all don't care much for this. I like this bio more than, well, any of the ones we've read, which is only like three, four really? if you include this one. I thought, because Alistar in my mind is so much a, he's a very much a supporting character. He shouldn't be involved in like a lot, I guess. Like, I think most of the other people we've looked at, Akali in particular, like they are main character type champions. They need to have these really wide reaching connections. Alistair's stuff is much more personal to him. I know there's like nothing here. Like maybe I have too many feelings about this, but like for how little is here. But I was like, okay, I think I could definitely see Alistair slotting in into like somebody's crew, right? Like he could definitely be a part of some crew and be a nice like secondary side character for whoever the main character league champion is. I don't know. Yeah. The the beefy guy who stands behind the hero to be intimidating. Yeah. Exactly. Kind I mean, of thing. Exactly. I, I like that uh, that approach. You know, the idea that we're looking into one of those side characters in like a heist movie or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like if you were to just look at Alistar, knowing nothing about his gameplay, I would not assume that that is who he is. I would assume that like, oh, this is the dude where fu- this giant ass ripped minotaur guy with chains on him that looks like a fucking badass. Like, that's our hero right there. <laughs> like, I feel like it's only because I know he's a support that I don't expect a whole lot. You think so? I think like monster champions like him, I would call him a monster champion. I think they much better sit as like secondary characters. I think humans in particular need to like because there's not a lot going for them a lot of the time they're kind of just a i mean i mean this varies if there's a ton of them but i think it, it a lot of the times they're just a dude or a, a chick so they need a, a, a stronger <laughs> lore hook to really like you know we can talk about this later but i thought some i thought of some pairings for alistar for people who would be his oh, main character who, who he would sidekick for essentially so I, talk about I was going to say maybe we should like eventually diverge into like Alistar fan fiction basically I, is what we're going to be doing. I had a few ideas, I will say. I don't know. I kind of like wasn't there a <laughs> Wasn't there a version of his lore where he was kind of already sidekicked with Riven? You know, Does that still exist? If it if that does exist, then I am then I must pat myself on the back because Riven was at the absolute top of my list for who he should <laughs> pair with. I think it makes the most sense narratively. Yeah, like I thought they met each other in the fighting pits. It would make Noxus. complete sense, right? It would make a lot of sense. I mean, again, I am pulling way too much from like, I don't know, it's it's arguably 10 paragraphs, but it's really like six paragraphs worth of content. And it, <laughs> But I was thinking like, man, there's like so much good, like I can see the arc with Riven as like, again, Riven's the main character. Riven has ties into Ionia, and we'll talk about why Ionia is important in a second. Um, but she's also Noxian, right? She's, they, they have connections, and they have things that, that cause conflict between them. Um, and it, I don't know. Again, big guy, like regular person. I think there's a lot of, it works there, right? <laughs> that sounds fun. I, I honestly didn't realize that Alistar was like a, like on the hero side, the quote, good side. I, for some reason, thought he was a villain. <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> he looks really angry. I'm not Allie. 
I mean, he's so he mad. He does get angry. I mean, I don't, I don't play him. The only thing I know about Alistar is whenever people play him, they span, you can't milk those, <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah, there was... Or his cowbell taunt. <laughs> or the cowbell <laughs> That's my Alistar knowledge. Well, I guess now I know everything there is to know about Alistar. <laughs> You're an expert. Yeah, I liked his backstory. I thought it was fine. I was glad they didn't kill off uh, Ilya or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because um, her whole thing of... I don't know, being the gentle servant girl who talks down the angry monster. That's a trope, but that's fine. Um, but I do like how she just, I, I like how she just like dipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am curious because like one of the things, one of the, like the dangling threads that they just kind of left in this lore was that Ilya had to sacrifice so much to gain Alistar his freedom. And I'm real curious. Like, they said that she was, yeah, she was, like, a downtrodden servant girl. And I'm really curious what she had to sacrifice to get freedom for herself and Alistar. Mm-hmm. Like, what what did she have to sacrifice? I don't know. I feel like at that point you might as well not put it in if you're going to yeah. be that big. Because <laughs> yeah. she sounded yeah, like I she agree. wanted to escape anyway. Yeah, she wasn't, like, a lord who, like... Yeah. gave up everything to escape with Alistar like she was already a servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, when they say servant, are they implying like like slavery type setup? It's hard to tell with Noxus because I know in that one cinematic they're depicted as, I don't know if they're depicted as not having slaves, but they seem to be specifically like, I don't know. Does that, yeah, did you get that it, read from it? It definitely, like... Again, from kind of the cinematics, it seemed like a like a medieval type servant, which I guess would be would be kind of like it's like a room and board type situation. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's a. I mean, it's also a matter of can you leave freely, kind of thing. I yeah. think if that she had been a slave, they would have said that. Yeah, I, I feel like they would have right. just used the word slave, but yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. Just someone in a, in like a general servant position, I guess. That doesn't make me curious, Rebecca, since you're the uh, the outsider on this one. How much, like, what's your sense of Noxus? Because I think we could, like, in terms of tangents, that's something we could touch on a little here. They're the baddies. Oh, oh, oh. oh I oh, see. There's so much nuance. That's all I know. To not... <laughs> <laughs> I all can't... I know is the people who are for Noxus, Katarina, right? Yep. Is she the one who says, like, blood for Noxus? She that's sounds really Darius, evil. I so I assume they're the baddies. Uh, they're, uh... I, yeah, I definitely feel like the in the original lore they leaned much more that way, and then mm-hmm. over time they've definitely worked to give them more nuance to one move them more towards a an actual um, uh, God, what like an actual meritocracy Hyper-meritocracy, where it doesn't matter where yeah. you come from if you, if you're willing to put the work in and maybe do the murder then you can ascend to whatever ranks you want. And they worked really hard at the same time to move Demacia away from the good guys and more towards the hyper-militaristic, like, um, and uh, what's it What's it called? Like the, God, what is the... Something like the... the magical inquisition aspects or more like xenophobia. Yeah, I was trying to think of, yeah, I mean, all of those things. <laughs> yeah. um, zealots, that's the word Ooh, that's I was trying one. to think of. Like, <laughs> trying to pitch them more towards like zealots so depending on which view you're 
which lens you're viewing them from. Like both of them could be the good guys or the bad guys, but both of them are gray. Yeah. They yeah. both do really shitty things. Yeah, that's for sure. Talking about Noxus, they kind of make an explicit point in looking at a little bit of the Noxus lore, talking about how they're very pro-magic, like they hold it up as a like a virtue or a strength. Um, does that feel a little bit contrived with Damasio just being so... Like, that's kind of a big shtick of Damasio, and we don't need to get into that too much, but that they're really anti-magic? Like a... I think one of the things that magic does that Noxus would probably really value is giving anyone the power to rise above their station because if you have magic like you just inherently have power and that's super valued in Noxus whereas Demacia is very um, very hierarchical there's a royal family there like the idea of rising above your station doesn't exist there Mm -hmm. like that's not a value that they have Um, so the idea of magic and the opportunity of rising above your rank kind of inherently goes against what they believe in that's fair in my opinion yeah yeah i'm glad they i mean it's good they give it more nuance it's better storytelling uh the first uh champion from noxus we're gonna hit is cassiopeia so we will get Mm. to him pretty soon which is good nice from what i'm reading about noxus now because i've been now looking at it since you've been talking (laughs) um yeah it seems very much like anyone can succeed as long as you work hard it's a very uh pull yourself by your bootstraps feeling but Mm. in a way that's maybe more plausible as opposed to our world yeah (laughs) Yeah. and they do very much have uh the elements too like there there are rich families within noxus that obviously have like i think swain comes from a pretty rich family he looks like uh (laughs) leblanc um but the thing is also like if you were to just kind of murder one of them, like you probably wouldn't be in trouble for it. <laughs> You'd yeah. just be in charge now. <laughs> yeah. You oh. might face a lot of threats, but if you can defend yourself, then you deserve to be able to have done that, right? I mean, and also talking yeah. about the families, Darius is very explicitly supposed to be from like, you know, he's an orphan from the streets, him and Draven. Funny enough, they're from Basilic, the very same city that Lady Twain came oh. to discuss with the Minotaurs because apparently Nox was about Noxus was about to take over it and didn't want to do so without the uh, the approval of the Minotaur clans. So nice. Tiniest bit of connection there, I suppose. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, in terms of alternate lore or alternate <laughs> universe lore that Alistar is a part of, he does uh, he does play a part in the high noon lore mainly centers around a few people that are not Alistar. <laughs> but, but Alistar <laughs> just kind of plays a part in it. I think it is a, it's very heavily, at least the, the lore itself is very heavily like Lucian favored. But, mm, so Sifei, mm. Jin, are they part of it? Or? They're all part of it, mm. but I feel like the story itself centers around Lucian. Mm. Um, and like in, in and some, yeah, Lucian, Thresh, and Center are kind of the mm. focal point of that story too with Alistar playing like a supporting role where he gives Lucian a map to the <laughs> priest who can help defeat death. That's it. He's an NPC. Let's just he's make a, that he clear. Is an right? NPC. He's just an NPC. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all he does. Oh, <laughs> thrilling role. Right. Does he have a high noon skin? He does. He does. Well, it's not technically high noon because it came out well before the high noon skin mm. line came out. Um it's the it's it's the skin that's a clear ripoff of Cowboys of Mumesa. 
I have no idea what that is. I have no. Yeah, you're dropping references. I have no oh. idea what they are. It's an old Saturday morning cartoon from when I was okay, a kid. Okay, so let's real quick to get into John's backstory a bit here. We're going to do some John lore. So John Ooh. didn't have cable growing up. Uh, he's also the youngest of 11 children. So he had older siblings that, like, had moved out and lived on their own. And for Christmas, they would give him, like, video recordings that they recorded from the TV. So he despite growing up in the 90s, almost exclusively watched, like, 80s cartoons and stuff. <laughs> this one I watched on TV. Oh. We had the little rabbit ears, so we got channels two through five. Cowboys of living large, Mesa. my man. I'm Googling this now. Oh, dear. I, I already looked it up. <laughs> Can I just say that I, I feel like I'm really surprised you're not a furry, if, if this is how it was. <laughs> no offense. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm just saying... Uh. First of all, you don't know that John's not a furry, Mark. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. You do a good job hiding it then. No, you know. So I no know I know this Alistar skin because it was your icon at Riot for your entire time there, wasn't oh. it? And that's why I chose it as my icon, actually. Because mm. I was like, oh, shit, it's Cowboys of Mumesa Alistar. Do you think oh. they did that on purpose? Or do you think that no one had ever heard of this except for you? I think that it was done on purpose because everyone has heard of it except for you, too. It was that's on my guess. for one year, yep. in 1992 <laughs> to 1993. That was, a, that was a good year. That's when all the good... <laughs> That's when all the good cartoons came out and left. That's how you know they were good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you they know they were good because the they lasted age. one episode? Yeah, they, they, burnt, they burnt too bright. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I'm getting two seasons here. Twice as bright, half as long. Okay, it was two seasons. Hey. Oh. How exciting. <laughs> well, I might watch an episode of that. I'm not going to watch an episode of that. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, but, uh, oh, there's a fandom. Of course there's a fandom. It's the best. You're talking to it right now. <laughs> John, do you, do you run this wiki page? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's when that skin came out. Um, there's not a lot on this fandom wiki, John. There's not. I think, <laughs> uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like Jin may have been one of the first High Noon skins to actually come out. Because I know even when yeah. Cassiopeia came out, they it was Desperado, Cassiopeia, mm-hmm. and Sheriff Caitlin, which were all their version of High Noon skins before High Noon was a thing. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. But they all factor into the uh, alternate universe lore, too. That's funny. I like those. I like the high noon skins. They're a lot. pretty fun, yeah. and yeah. Lucian's is really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so is Senna's. Him Senna's is so good. I think it makes the Thresh Hook hitbox bigger. It I don't does. know that it does, but it feels <laughs> like it does. <laughs> well, if I ever play Thresh again, after that one time I played Thresh, if you watch pro play. Thresh players almost exclusively play high noon Thresh. That's so mm. funny. Because even if it doesn't make it bigger, it. It the the visual is disjointed enough that people will dodge incorrectly to try and get away from it. <laughs> Beautiful. That doesn't Quality. seem like it should be allowed, Riot. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised because they do actually have a list of skins that aren't allowed because of weird disjointed hitboxes. I'm surprised that's yeah. not one of them. Yeah, UFO Corky, right? Yeah. Mm. That's the only one I know. Yeah, I think you weren't allowed to use, uh, what was it, Steel Legion Lux for the longest time too because her... Mm. Her cue is basically invisible. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I forgot about that, man. All right, so Mark, hit us with your um your Alistar pairings. Oh, my pairings. Oh, I oh man, I spent time looking at this because I I don't know. There's something about Alistar's lore that connected with me. Maybe because it feels like half of it is my current D and D character lore as well. So <laughs> oh I just felt God. a lot of connection here. 
Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so long-term crew, like individuals who I could see if you were going to do an actual serious arc and you wanted to, for some reason, involve Alistar. So Riven, top of the list. We already talked about that. I think goes without saying. Shivana was another pick that I looked at. Because uh, mm. in my mind, I, I saw Shivana. Okay, so they talk a bit in this lore. I didn't really co- cover it, but they talk a lot about Alistar like being like full of rage, like having a lot of rage and it being something that like can overcome, you know, he gets into like a, a blood mist type situation almost. Like I'm, I'm, I'm obviously exaggerating a bit, but they, they mention a lot. I don't think it communicates in his, his, uh, gameplay at all. But no, Shivana, no. yeah, but Shivana, she got the rage of the dragon. So you've got this, you got connections here. Shivana is, this is again, this is based on like what I remember about her lore is that she's kind of a weird half dragon in Demacia. Who's kind of like a big bro of Jarvan. And that kind of allows her to kind of skirt by, you know, how strict and whatever they are. Um, but she's an outsider, right? In the same way Man, that Alistar is. So I, much I nepotism in Demacia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that the, speaking of nepotism, that the houses in Noxus are such a big problem. Where it's like nepotism versus like individual accomplishment. Um, and they still seem to have some amount of power. But um, anyway. So Shivana was my long-term pick. Long-term villains, uh, Draven. I would be certain that Draven in, oh, interacted yeah. with with Alistar. Yeah, and he's he's the perfect kind of like bullfighter, bullfighter, right? Like to draw that anger and rage out of Alistar, right? Like he's ah perfect, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because they would have if he was a pit fighter, like he would have interacted with Draven a lot, being kind yeah. of the overseer of the pits and like the executioner of the pits. Yeah. Yeah, he was for sure. He would probably be Alistar's final boss in his own mind. <laughs> well, you know, I think that does call into that does make me wonder because I think a lot of the stuff that happens with Alistar is pretty, like his whole escape thing happens pretty far back in history. So I don't think he he probably wouldn't have interacted with Draven now that I think about it. Because they got they That's like true. Draven was probably still a child at that time, but by the time Alistar had gotten free. Oh, yeah, because that was the other thing we were talking about, like uh, timelines in this story. Because one of the one of the quotes that confused me initially in the in his lore was that they essentially protected the overland trade routes of Zahn, which was confusing to me, who kind of only envisioned the Zahn as it is right now, which is basically built into like the walls of this giant uh, chasm and, and valley it was very hard for me to imagine what an overland trade route there would even look like. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of find out that Alistar is super, super old and they do specifically mention in his lore, like the ancient city of Zaun before it kind of split out the way it currently is split out. Um, so there, there may have very well actually existed overland trade routes to Zaun at the point where his whole story takes place. Yeah, you know it's interesting that we talk about it because I I tried to find any instance of Minotaurs. I'm gonna again diverge from this this champion pick thing I'm doing to talk about Minotaurs because it was interesting to me that they're not Vestayan, right? I don't think there's anything that mentions them being Vestayan. They could definitely be like a weird offshoot that just happens to exist in this part of Runeterra, but you know they call they call them Minotaurs and there's no real connection to to Ionia or anything like that. So I kind of think that they're their own thing. I mean, what do y'all like? Does that yeah, it's. They definitely seem like their own thing. There, there's a few I think creatures kind of like that in League that um, aren't specifically Vestian, but do kind of share a lot of the 
I guess, traits that the Vestayan have. We haven't gotten into her lore yet, so I don't know how it's changed or anything. Uh, so I could be talking out of my ass right now. But, I mean, Cassiopeia comes to mind in terms of... I know she wasn't always a snake person, um, <laughs> but as as an example of what is now kind of a half-human, half-snake creature who's also not Vestayan. That's true, but wasn't now, again quite a lot of potential for talking out of my ass, but wasn't it that she was cursed specifically? I think it like was a curse. Was human. Yeah. So that, I mean, essentially, I guess the difference in my mind is that, you know, that's a some sort of magic, something that's caused this change, whereas Alistar is, as far as we know, a natural, like, minotaurs exist. Funny enough, uh, I tried to find any, so I was talking about trying to find any mention of minotaurs. They mentioned one in Zinzao's story, or Zinzao's story. I'm never going to say that name right. Um, <laughs> but he was in the pits a lot. They talk about him fighting minotaurs. Um, there was one for one of Darius's story where they have an old Minotaur named Zalt who is a part of the uh, the Noxian legions who you know fights with Noxus and has apparently been on these campaigns for like years. So all the all the Minotaurs around are pretty old. And in Legends of Runeterra, there is a Minotaur Reckoner card and a Gladiator card. Oh. So it seems like the most most Minotaurs at this point, I, they always re- reference them as Minotaurs. So my reading is that they are not the Stein; they're their own separate thing. And it seems like the ones that exist at this point generally are allied with Noxus, which would make sense looking at the lore, right? The ones, the largest ones betrayed all the ones that didn't agree. So what's left is probably just the Noxian ones, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm curious on this too. I'm I'm looking up uh, Ramus right now to see if he kind of got retconned into being a Vistayan. That's, that's you know that's a good question. I I remember reading the Ramus lore. I don't want to talk about it too much because I love Ramus. I love I love Ramus. I love I like his lore a lot. The bit that I read when they did the Shreeman event, um, and they gave him the new lore, uh, and I think a big shtick with him is that he's pretty unexplained in terms of like his origins and where he comes from, and he's just kind of a a very force for neutral that just kind of rolls around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm not seeing any uh, any notes of him being the Stein. So that's that's kind of another another example of someone who probably was just born like that is kind of animal-like <laughs> but not Vestayan. Yeah. Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> Maybe he is Vestayan. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know who I want to see paired with Alistar? I want to watch Mayor. their journey. Not a human, but Yumi. I oh, feel like Alistar and Yumi would be really fun. Mm, that would be I fun. almost put her on my big thing, cute thing list. <laughs> which included Kenan, <laughs> Poppy, and Vigar were my three. Oh, I really like the idea. One sitting on each of his shoulders. Sure. Yeah. I really like the idea of Alistar meeting up with Vigar for like a little one-off, like a little one-off comic and almost like the same as those Academy comics, something really goofy and Vigar constantly trying to do things that are evil, but he's so incompetent that Alistar just like, they end up just doing good and Alistar's <laughs> like, oh yeah, this guy's trying to do good. He just doesn't get that this little thing is trying to do a bunch of bad things, but he's so bad at it. <laughs> I like the idea of Vigar trying to like unleash the beast in Alistar by making him angry and it's just not working. He's like, I'm going to make you angry so you can power through and kill all these people for me. And then he just, he can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that buddy comedy. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you looking mm-hmm. up now, John? I'm just looking up other animal type creatures oh. to see if they're Vestayan sure. or not. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was double Yeti. checking Rengar. Rengar for sure like, is. Yeah. Oh. oh, he is? Interesting. Yeah. Kitty. In fact, the first line of his lore is <laughs> a ferocious Vestayan trophy <laughs> uh, well, hunter. <laughs> 
it's interesting who they've decided to kind of grandfather in as like you're Vestein, you're Vestein, Alistair, you stay out. Um, I was curious about Yetis because Willump and Nunu was another pick that I thought would be a lot of fun for a, a, like a one-off. This was in my frenemies list where it's like mm. I could okay so here was here was the, the scene I had in my head is that you know Alistar for some reason has gone north into the Freljord he sees a little kid and he thinks it's Aelia it's actually it's actually uh, Nunu Willem uh-huh. thinks that Alistar is trying to like get the kid they start fighting and then they kind of you know eventually they like oh we don't need to fight we're friends right I just and, and they've got like a weird parallel in that like you've got the relationship with your little kid I'm trying to find my little kid you know what I'm saying <laughs> Who I think was a grown woman, but or was she? A kid? Oh, was it? I, I, they I say girl. They specif- yeah. So they I assume say- she was younger. In yeah, my mind, a lot of people that people made... call women girls. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. I guess in my mind, it kind of it. I don't know. To me, I just see that, and like you know, like a you know, Monsters Inc. type thing almost, where it's like you know, you've just got like something that's big and scary and mean, and then you've got your little like mm. you know, cute thing, right? Kitty. I wonder if she'll <clears throat> still be alive. She probably, you know, that's a great question. She's probably a grown woman now, right? Like, sure, that would be like, a thing. That would be fun. If he finally finds her and she's, like, an old lady. Sure. That's Looking also a pairing I would maybe, love. Something like that. I'd be, yeah. An old Alistar lady and Alistar. And an old lady with a cane. <laughs> that would be great. It's just a regular grandma. And he's, like, helping her cross the street and, like, headbutting cars <laughs> out the way. Needing bread for her because now she has arthritis and she can't do it anymore. <laughs> We're making really precious fan fiction for Alistair. <laughs> it's like what people write coffee shop AUs. So like, just want him to have a good time. Just, just want everything to be okay. <laughs> Hasn't he been through enough? Oh, okay. So I will I will also say the reason I thought Ribbon was also really great was because it leads to Ionia. And I think Set also is a really strong long-term villain because Set runs fighting pits in Ionia. Um, Ribbon has ties to Yasuo and Ionia. It's an avenue for them to go there as, like, you know, for some reason they're a pair. You know, and then you can transition from, you know, an interaction with Draven to Set, right? And there's your Arc 2 villain, as it were. <laughs> for the expanded universe. Yeah, man, I got Arc, this all in out, my head. You planned out, like, a whole show. <laughs> I just, I, I see Alistair as, like, I think there's a lot of, again, potential, but in the way that, like, you know, there's, just, there's so little text here, right? Like, you could plug him in in a lot of places if you I think there's quality here in terms of what could be good I don't know yeah I think he could fit in a lot of places I mean that's most of my feelings on Alistar people who I'd want to see him with I want to see him fight a few people like Fiora or Braum or Gragas you know like just anybody who's like a big like fun person to fight something like that I do like that you threw Fiora in there I thought with that was Braum and Greg. <laughs> well, Gragas is like that's his whole shtick. He's just an he's a belligerent drunk, right? That's the only thing you can do with him, I think, is that he just fights whoever you put him with. You know? And Braum is just so light lighthearted and, and you know cheery. It would be a great fight to watch, I think. You know? He'd be so he'd be cheering Alistar on the whole time. Yeah. I want him to see him beat Set's ass, because fuck Set. That would be great. I don't know anything about Set's lore, but I fucking hate playing against him. I agree. It ties in with Set's ult, where it's like Set wants to ult big beefy guys. He would body slam Alistar into the ring, like out of like his office. Oh man, I can see it in my head. It's so fucking good. Out of his man. office? Yeah, because Set's you know, okay, his so imagine this. With the good yeah, he's view. got his office, he's watching over the fighting pit. You know, Alistar charges in and he just body slams him out into the fighting ring and everyone just goes wild and they start duking it out. Oh man. Sets in his cubicle. 
is curious. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get he's he's getting asked to come in on Saturdays. Like, oh man. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to. Oh, also Silas, I thought was my wild card pick because you know they got that connection of being in chains. Silas is kind of oh. kind of evil from what I kind of get understand. But you could see Alistar maybe ending up on the wrong side of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Silas is very charismatic, so. Yeah. I remember being so shocked the first time I heard Silas's voice. Because it was, I, I still have yet to play him. I think I was just watching a streamer and they were playing Silas. And I was like, that's what he fucking sounds like? <laughs> In what in what way? I'm curious. What type like, of surprise was it for you? Yeah. Was it disappointed surprise? Like a like a fluttery heart type surprise? Uh, okay, did wanna... it do it for you? No. <laughs> I was just shocked. I didn't get a fluttering in my loins. Silence. Silence. Silas isn't really my type. You know. I'd like to see the rattling chains as he fights Alistar, though. That'd be a lot of metal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of chains there. That fight would be so long, he would steal Alistar's ult, and then they would just not be able to kill each other. God, it'd be like a top lane fight from a few years right? ago. And they both have yeah. healing. and <laughs> Pool noodles. But yeah. wouldn't that be dope? Like, Alistar goes to headbutt Silas, and Silas just, like, takes it, and they just headbutt each other, and it's like, oh, man. I don't know. Maybe I just want to see Alistar fight literally everyone. I don't know. Apparently. Alistar versus the world. Right. I think there was a comic strip that I saw a little bit of. It's called Olaf versus Everyone. And it's just him going to like AUs and all sorts of stuff and just fighting whoever's there. <laughs> I did I did read that because it, it came up for the, uh, I think it was part of like the Ari one, was it? Because uh, yeah. she was, a, but yeah, I, I read some of those. I looked at it a little. I wanted to read it when we got to Olaf later. Yeah. John's opened one of the cinematics. Are you trying to find him in it? Yeah, I couldn't remember. Oh, this is an old one, huh? Yeah, I enjoyed rewatching the old, old cinematic that Alistar shows oh up in, by God. the way. That was a blast from the past. Not in a good way. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, Morgana. he's definitely in this one. <laughs> now I just like listening to your reaction to what's happening on the screen because I can picture it all. I mean, I just watched it 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I, I remembered that Cho'Gath was in it, but I thought he was the big beefy. I forgot that Alistar was in it, too. <laughs> the, the, what is it? All the summoners. Oh, yes! Jesus. That's what I love the most about that was the summoners. Was just like, this, oh, man. This has turned into a reacts audio of us watching this. <laughs> awesome. The worst yeah. kind of reacts. I'm not even watching yeah, right. it. I'm just reacting. Oh, man. This is a great podcast. Great podcast content. Well, you know, unfortunately, Alistar has a bio, and that is it. Oh, my God. Rise. Do my, do my man dirty, unfortunately. He looks so... Oh, oh there, there he is. All uh, his purple glory. Minotaur! Oh, wow. Do you remember when Riot released a bunch of fake... Um, <gasps> oh. Oh, he looks uh, so What dumb. is it? Uh blooper reels from this cinematic yes, yes. I, I when i was watching this i was i almost half expected some of those things to happen and i forgot wait no those were jokes they weren't actually the, tra- the trailer <laughs> the only oh, one i God, really remember is mastery ogling katarina i'm trying to remember what else happens doesn't like chogath eat the camera or something like that or am i just yeah. pick, making a fan and, like, again they throw it they throw a a ball to distract. Yes. 
You'd think it would get masses too, wouldn't you? I'm trying to find anything else to talk about for Alistar. Um, they mentioned, I feel like this is the first mention of Valoran in the lore. Um, not that it's that big a deal, but it's specifically the northern continent of Runeterra. Um, but they've not mentioned it by name until now, I don't think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. think it was the first time we heard it. Didn't that used to be the old name of the world? Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why it stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we might not have anything else to say about Alistar. That might be Alistar. That might be Alistar. I think that's I think that's Alistar. That's Alistar. We did it. Congrats, everybody. <laughs> we have Minotaur. <laughs> we messed with the bull, and we got the horns. You There's can't milk those. <laughs> Does he have one horn? Well, he's technically he's got, got kind of horn, right? Four. He got four points, but they're they're two horns. They're two pointed. And one of them's broken, yeah. Oh. Do you remember the wild fucking skin that we used to give people for, like, signing up um, for, like, hooking up, I think it was their Facebook account at the time, to Do league, and they'd get, like, Unchained Alistar, which the original concept art had, like, crazy, crazy amount of horns, like, what? to the point that... I don't know. It looked almost hentai-ish with the, <laughs> the amount of like points that Soren's had. Man, I gotta I, see this. I yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I also want that you is, know that's like that's probably weird. what they went with. The original art that they passed around internally had way more than that. That is so bizarre. I guess I get the is the idea supposed to be speaking of the skin because this was something I thought about a little bit. Is it his his current skin that he has is like way old from where he even is in the lore right it's in this flash it depicts him like escaping and that seems like the outfit he was wearing like when he was fighting in the reckoning which is like 60 years i don't know it's like it's like decades from where where he's at currently probably right so is the unchained skin supposed to be like as he would naturally be maybe he's got a chain around his neck in this skin the skin makes no sense i'm looking at it right now (laughs) what the fuck he's not unchained at all Right? right there's chains right there you can't fool me. Yeah. You can't fool me. I know chain when I see. It's <laughs> a nice little rhyme. <laughs> yeah, we're real uh, poets over here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess with these horns, they were thinking, oh, he's not in the arenas anymore, so now they can grow out like they normally would. Makes him look like he's from the fucking void. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they definitely look like they'd be floppy, like noodles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch those things. Oof. They'd pair up really well with a Lowie. And sure. Moo. Oh, they never released that one. I don't know that one. Mm. That was another unreleased skin. It was in a Moo skin, but it was called Famumu, and his head was just a bowl of pho. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I kind of remember that. I feel like you told me about that. So John and I do another podcast uh, called A Series of Unfortunate Sequels, where we watch the highest rated movie and lowest rated movie in a franchise and talk about them. We just did The Expendables. I was really disappointed. (laughs) But anyway, that's a thing. Join us next week when we, and I'm so excited to say it, get to talk about The Sad Mummy, a movie.